podcast listeners, and welcome to uh, what we're going to call for the moment, Chris and Matt Abandoned Their Premise. That is a working title, much like the uh, production company working title, who I don't know what they produce, but I know that they... They produce a lot of uh, Coen Brothers films. Mm, yeah, that's good. I've, so, yeah. I, it might be... I, you know what? I don't want to get sued for slander. <laughs> I I was gonna say it might be owned by the Coens, but I'm not sure. I'm uh, honestly, course, I'm honestly not sure, Chris. There's nothing more slanderous than uh, accusing someone somebody. of owning a production company. Oh my yeah. gosh! Well, <laughs> don't get me started. Like, it's like when one I one time I, someone accused me of owning A24, Ed. Let me just say they're lying in a grave yeah. now. I met uh, I met that Malala woman, and then I was like, oh, don't you own a. <laughs> Um, Annapurna Pictures, and she slapped me in the face, and I you deserved met, it. I mean, if I had a nickel for every time someone said I met that Malala woman, yeah, she was uh, she was doing karaoke. Uh, she was doing karaoke. Are you talking about karaoke? Some people call it karaoke. Like, no one uh, call. What is that? A Detroit? Is that a Detroit that's expression? A, uh, I think I heard. Uh, TV's Frank Sanders decided to see her three thousand once, and I thought okay. it was funny, and so I I stole it from him. I can cool, 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 cool. So yeah. the the types of people that steal jokes are, are the types of people that say karaoke. Uh, yeah, or well, I don't think TV's Frank, aka Frank Cottis, was stealing it. I think I think it was like a way that was pronounced, maybe like by like when it was like a new thing in in these United States of America, or whatever, over from Japan or something. Like it's like. Mm-hmm. Uh, like how everyone how everyone pronounced uh, the actress uh, from South Christ Ballistic Recording, uh, Zendaya's name Zendaya, until Zendaya's Michi came out. And everyone's like, oh, that's how you yeah. pronounce it. <laughs> we, we were taught by memes. It's kind of how I, like, through memes is how I learned that Kermit the Frog mm. likes to drink tea. It's all, I also learned through memes that Kermit the Frog has a dark half. And uh, I learned it through memes that... Um, I, I don't know what the Pepe memes do other than, like, promote, like, white nationalism. Like, I've never actually seen any of those memes. I just know what they're sort of, like... So I don't know what actually happens in them. They don't really show up. Uh, like, well, they used to they used to just say, like, oh, that feels bad. Uh, but now when you see what it means, you've been had by white supremacy. Oh, yeah, so you've just experienced a Ben Shapiro logic bomb. So it's a good thing I've never seen Pepe the Frog in action, I guess. Yeah, uh, you've, never, you've never seen Pepe just fucking... No, I never seen Pepe Le Pew fuck either, but he was always trying to, but I never saw uh, it happen. Uh, time's up on Pepe Le Pew. Pepe is Le that Pew. a hack premise at this point? I think it is. I think it was like I, yeah. Well, well, I think like Pepe Le Pew is like a creepy predator was like, but like it was became so hacked that it kind of fell out of um like um like like people saying it before Time's Up and before like uh, mm-hmm. people were being canceled. So yeah, like the, like in 1990, there was like an open mic stand-up comic that's like, yeah. and this uh, Pepe Le Pew character. Yeah, man, he just he just really wants to do that cat because she had like paint, paint uh, fell on her back, so she looks like a skunk, and he'll fuck any skunk that moves apparently. <laughs> and he's, but at least he was also he was. Well, I, I was gonna say at least about Pepe Le Pew's. Yeah, yeah, that's right. What are your what are your, what are your classic Pepe Le Pew apologies? Hashtag not all skunks. <laughs> Uh, it's a good uh, thing we should... abandoned our premise. Yeah, so, yeah, we can talk, yeah, we can talk about the sexual politics of Looney Tunes characters. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, well, yeah, I guess, well, I mean, Porky the Pig doesn't wear pants, but like... Porky the Pig. <laughs> Is he a relative of Kermit the Frog? Porky, Porky the Pig. Kermit Frog. 
uh, and Porky the Big. <laughs> switch flop, flip flop. I remember seeing a Porky. Oh, is that a switch flop, flip flop. <laughs> I remember seeing a a Porky cartoon where I think he was in hell or something, and like Mm -hmm. maybe he was like underwater, which is like hell if you're a pig because you can't breathe under there. Right. Anyway, I would have assumed that uh, hell for Porky Pig is listening to this podcast uh, because it taunts because of our uh, our perfect diction. It taunts his speech impediment. Yeah, that's right. He's like these two guys; they never fuck up when they're talking, and it makes me a pig with a um, almost debilitating (laughs) stutter. Feel very self-conscious, uh, but yeah. So this is a podcast that is currently titled uh, "Chris and Matt Abandon Their Premise." It was previously titled "Chris and Matt Write a Blockbuster" because we were writing a blockbuster movie, uh, uh, kind of, and like it was like it was called "Seth Christ Ballistic Reckoning," and mm-hmm. um, Joel Murray was in it, and it was a very interesting venture that we went on for thirty episodes. Yep, but, twenty-nine episodes, too many. <laughs> yeah, but we decided. Uh, well, I don't know about that. We had like episodes. Yeah, we had a, we had some we learned some yeah. things along the way. Hey, have we introduced ourselves yet? Uh, no, uh, we never really did any old podcast, but maybe we should, or the old version of this podcast. Maybe we should change that uh, for this version, especially uh, since we're like it's like okay. we're, we're starting like anew in a way. We're like being reborn. Like that was the caterpillar podcast. This, this is the, the butterfly. I would say it's the cocoon podcast. Oh, we so whatever's things. coming. So feel free to skip this and come back to, uh, when we figure out what the fuck this is. And then it would be the butterfly podcast. It would be yeah, a podcast. then it's just like it's a podcast where we just listen to Crazy Town's butterfly. <laughs> That's the same joke I was gonna make. Yeah, it's a podcast where like we just. But I do a second to try to remember the name of that band. But I remember the name of it. Wait, did we talk about Crazy Town's band members in the old? I mean, podcast? I find it hard to believe that we wouldn't talk about that. I feel like there's well, several topics that we always come back to. We talked about Shifty Shellshock yeah, and the rest we, of the Crazy Town gang. We, we talked about that. Uh, I don't know. Well, we had our old uh, classic uh, segment, um, remembering uh, half-remembering 30 rock jokes. Yeah, one of our classic segments. <laughs> that we established like 26 episodes into the run. Well, I, I talk about, uh, I use the same joke, uh, I talk about the Space Jam uh, trailer, the Wayne Knight uh, Space Jam tra- trailer all the time. Yeah, we uh, these are just these are just setting uh, the uh, <laughs> listener up for the callbacks. They'll inevitably hear, be here yeah. again. We're yeah. not call, we're calling them callbacks, even though we just don't we just don't have any new jokes. Yeah, no, but you can you can get away with calling it a callback mm-hmm. uh, if you're just like, oh, don't yeah, call no. it a callback. What do you think yeah. of that? I think it's great that because then I can re- uh, <laughs> reference when LL Cool J was on the Adventures of Peter Pete as Pete's teacher. And he says something like, um, like uh, when uh, little Pete was like staying home from school, they had a code for that because like all the teachers were so happy. It was like something in Hawaiian. As he's like, he's like saying something in like Hawaiian. He's like, Don Ho will not be visiting the promised land or something. It was, I don't know. I like that show, Peter Pete. Anyways, yeah, this is Chris and Matt abandoned the premise, and I am Chris. I'm Matt. I am Chris Morgan. I am Hetchum Goetz. <laughs> and uh, right now we're figuring out where this podcast is going after we have abandoned the premise of uh, writing a movie because that was a bad idea that we did. Turns out it's f- it's fun in theory to make fun of how easy it is to write a Hollywood blockbuster, yeah. but much more boring in practice. Yeah, and like people can't like jump on in the middle of the run because they'll be nope. lost, especially when you're like us and you load it down with in-jokes and um, nonsense and barely stay on topic. It becomes completely baffling and very alienating to people who haven't listened to previous episodes. It's definitely one of the most alienating podcasts out there, so at least we can say that. <laughs> yep. It's us and Beef and Dairy Network, but they're popular, so that's the difference. 
Uh, uh, yeah. So welcome. Yeah, welcome. Uh, please take a seat. Yeah, uh, if you're already sitting, please stand up and then sit back down. Um, and yeah. why don't you have a, you know, does anyone just like sit and listen to podcasts like while sipping a glass of wine or with their hands on their lap? No, I don't think so. I think it's the thing people only do when they're doing something else, by which I mean having sex. Anybody who's having oh, sex with this. Yeah, oh my gosh. What a nightmare for well, a sexual partner. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I mean, what a nightmare for you, your whole yeah. existence. Yeah, I guess. I mean, that, just listening to this podcast is probably bad enough. But, like, no, like, I need to be doing something if I'm listening to a podcast. Like, I, it's like you know, like uh, making, like, food or going for a walk or, like, writing or something. Like, I don't. I could just sit there, but like it's weird. It, maybe it's a modern era. Like people used to just like sit and listen to like the radio or listen to like records. They would sit and listen to like FDR talk about how uh, Pearl Harbor got all fucked up, and like you know they would just sit there and chill. I almost said, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. They, FDR would get on the radio and be like, "Guys, I got some pretty fucked up news for you." Ah, oh, shit. This one really sucks. Uh, you know Pearl Harbor? I'm sure you don't because. Yeah, a lot of you have never traveled by airplane before, but Pearl Harbor is part of Hawaii. Yeah, that's part of our country. Yeah. And it was bombed, and damn, if yeah. that don't stink. Yeah, it was, it was unreal. And then, and like, but maybe they'll make a movie about it in several years starring uh, Frank Sinatra. <laughs> yeah. yeah, everyone. everyone yeah, or maybe they'll make a movie about it in I don't know sixty years, yeah. starring Ben Affleck. Yeah, and but what, I've never seen that movie. Although they made fun of it in uh, Team America: Cold World Police. World. Team America. <laughs> yep, that's a movie that I don't think stands the test of time. But then again, I don't. I don't. Maybe it's just like the South Parkness of it all. Uh, like you know, they're you know. Uh, anything you know for a, a, a gag sort of thing. I mean. The the I was just I'm specifically thinking not of the joke about uh, Michael Moore exploding and being filled with ham because he's a fat guy. I'm speaking thinking specifically of the uh, the the name of the the acting oh, yeah, thing, yeah, yeah. Uh, which uh, you know uh, pro, you know it's like yeah everybody likes making fun of Alec Baldwin, but I mean that's like I I know that's like all, all I remember, and also the puppets having sex uh, in, the, in the unrated version. Maybe in the rated version, I've only ever seen the. Unrated I think in version. the in the unrated version, one of them like shits on the yeah. other one. Uh, I remember enjoying that movie, but uh, when I think about uh, the uh, name of the uh, Middle Eastern country and oh, yeah. the uh, the language of the uh, foreign people, uh, that yeah. the non English speaking people in the film, yeah. uh, it makes me. Uh, pretty much uh, curl up into a ball of cringe and die. Yeah, yeah, and the, uh, the so it, maybe there are parts of it that don't really hold yeah, up as the, well as others. The, the, the everything they do with Kim Jong Il or whatever—it's mm. like it's like you know take the uh, but then like nothing like happened to like that like but like you know they try to make the interview you know Seth Rogen and James Franco like everything goes crazy. But like you know, or like when Salman. It's one of those tried. famous. It's one of those famous double standards where, you know, a white American is not persecuted, and then a, a Canadian does something, and oh yeah. god, it's an international incident. You know, Canadians have been suffering under these uh, double standards for decades. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like anytime, like I mean, like people call bacon that's not even like call Canadian bacon in Canada. We call it Canadian bacon, and then like. Michael Moore makes a movie and it's called Canadian Bacon and it's not that good. It's because the double standard. Yeah. He, made, he made a movie about America. It was called Boy for Columbine and it won an Academy Award. He makes Canadian Bacon. He puts John Candy in it. Everybody loves John Candy 
And then it's a bomb and John Candy dies. Yeah, coincidence? I think not. No, the the, the bomb of it. Then he makes, John Candy makes Wagon East, which is about old-timey America, and it's a huge hit. <laughs> it wasn't a huge hit. I think Matthew Perry was in it. Or am I thinking of that movie that You're thinking made? of Almost Heroes with yes. Chris Farley? <laughs> Do they play also, Lewis and Clark? Yeah, because it's, it's similar. It's similar in that they it both involves um, actors who died young who were sort of like um portly fellows and they're both like old-timey movies i believe they're both like the last movies that came out before they died so i i i, I missed i mixed and matched the almost heroes and yeah, it's, it's one of those classic switch hop flip-flops <laughs> yeah so the question is it's a classic flip-flop i gotta see who's in Wegas east which is the name of a playlist i have on spotify so check that out what? <laughs> uh, ooh, like, let's see. Who uh, his, his last film, Canadian Bacon, which was completed before Wake Up had a delayed re- release. Let's see. Oh, John C. McGinley. Oh, Robert Picardo is at Wake East. Richard Lewis. Uh, let's see here. A uh, cast of a hundred men. Oh, the late Charles Rocket. Uh, From so Saturday Live? Oh, yeah. Is there any other Charles Rocket? Mm, no. Yeah. There's a, his brother Johnny. Yeah, Johnny, who uh, he makes um, shakes and burgers and uh, I probably some other stuff. I don't know. I haven't been to a Johnny Rocket since I went to one in Baltimore, Maryland, circa 2001, which was many moons ago, uh, mm. before podcasts were a thing, before something like this, before pure audio gold like this you're listening to right now could even exist because the internet was still new. People were still downloading pictures of Terry Hatcher and calling it, <laughs> calling it the internet. She had a very popular phone. Yeah, that's, that's what they called the internet when it first launched. They're like, when people download pictures of Terry Hatcher, that's the internet. Back when like, that one lady was like the most downloaded woman on the internet, and that was like a thing. That, was it Cynthia Margolis who was the most downloaded uh, woman? I thought it was Ju- Julia Margolis. Julia, Julia Margolis is the star of The Good Wife. Okay, wasn't she? Wasn't that her? She was on. Here's how you'll find out. For a while, she was on the USA Network all the time and was always on Raw. And they called her like Mister Mrs. Internet or something. Yeah, Cindy Margolis here. Let's see, Price is Right, Queen of the Internet, but never completely new. And I just saying regular random words. Uh, most downloaded person in 1999. Uh, let's see here, because there's also Maria Menounos. Oh, that? yes, uh, from uh, Bar Rescue. <laughs> She's always on Bar Rescue. She's good friends with John Taffer, oh. and she has uh, I, her and her husband are always on Bar Rescue. I know her as the lady who does like those movie things when you go see a movie or whatever, and like there's like, maybe yeah. just at the theaters I go to, but like mm-hmm. she like hosts like the show that they do. Yeah. She's like the host of like every uh, like television talk show that plays in like taxi cabs uh, or <laughs> like taxi the four cab movies. TV. Yeah. I remember, like, I feel like it's not a thing I get right anymore, but in Los Angeles, I feel like I saw it, like, um, um, like, gas stations that had, like, TVs, so, like, in the, yep. uh... They know, play Cheddar now. Ooh, Cheddar. <laughs> I get Cheddar on my thing I have in lieu of television. On my sandwich. <laughs> I wouldn't mind Cheddar on my sandwich. Let's, uh, yeah, this will be a new, um, segment of this podcast, whatever it is. Top five sandwich cheeses. Every single week, we'll do top five sandwich cheeses and it'll never change. Number one, pepper jack. Number two, sharp cheddar. Number three, mild cheddar. 
Number four, Swiss. And number five, I'm gonna go with American only because it melts really well. Like a classic craft singles American cheese. You get that, you can melt it, make a nice grilled cheese out of it. Top five cheeses for sandwiches. Coming and there in, you uh, have and there you have it. The top five cheeses for sandwiches. Mostly cheddar. Yeah, well, two fifths was cheddar. That's only forty percent. It was so it's, it's therefore mostly not cheddar. Mmm, cheddar, yeah. drop it in the bowls. Yeah, yeah. cheddar, uh, you know, uh, cheddar did not come out uh, strongly in condemning um, uh, Attorney General Barr after the release of the Mueller report, so it's dropped in the polls. Uh, that's a topical reference, I guess. Sure. I don't know if it makes a ton of sense. I feel like it's already not topical. Like, we've already moved on as a culture. Yeah, we've moved on that org. That's a topical reference. They made it in Juneau. <laughs> Honest to blog. Uh, remember, like, remember when they decided to give that movie an Oscar? That movie is so bad. Like, I mean, like, it was just like. Un- How bad is it? It's so bad, I couldn't finish watching it because it was really grating. It's Great. so bad that they gave Diablo Cody a. Instead of an Oscar, they gave her a blank. And I don't know. I, I don't did know they give to- her. Did, did that one movie win an Oscar? I feel like it did. Right. I think best maybe people? one for best writing. Let's think that two. That that was the year. I think that was the year of No Country for Old Men, Atonement, There Will Be Blood. Yeah, it's a big uh, year. But that was like, a big uh, year. Th- no Country for Old Men and Atonement and uh, There Will Be Blood were all adapted screenplays. Yeah, uh, I think that may also be the Michael Clayton year. Uh, oh my gosh, you could forget the Michael Clayton year. Yeah, who could forget? They, they should have named that movie Best Title. <laughs> yeah. It's also the name of a guy who was a, a wide receiver in football who was kind of good for a couple of years and then he disappeared. I guess that, that movie probably killed his um, sort of SEO. Poor Michael Clayton, the football player. Like, yeah, rest in peace, Michael Clayton's SEO. <laughs> yeah, Michael Clayton's SEO is so canceled. Oh my gosh, I would love to see a political cartoon. Okay, it's hell, and there's uh, like a person there, and it just says Michael Clayton's SEO, and the devil's like, who's ready to get poked with a pitchfork? Yeah, because I put uh, Michael Clayton, uh, you know, into the search uh, Google search engine, and the autofills were Michael Clayton cast, Michael Clayton summary, Michael Clayton trainer, trailer, then Michael Clayton NFL. And then Michael Clayton's LinkedIn bio. This is Michael Clayton in, like, Arlington, Virginia. Yeah, no, then it's like, yeah, then it's actually then it's streaming Netflix, IMDb, script, and quotes. So one Michael Clayton NFL thing is in that sandwich of... But it's a sandwich where it's a ton now, let of me bread. Ask, let me ask you a question. Where does Michael Clayton fall on the on the list, the rankings of sandwich cheeses? Oh, well, I mean, if we're talking about... Um, I what about a sharp Michael Clayton? <laughs> oh, a nice sharp Michael Clayton coming in hot at number five. Take a hike, American. <laughs> now it's mostly... Well, no, uh, yep, it's a good time. So... <laughs> The point of this episode was to try and help figure out the premise of what this podcast is going to be going forward. How and close are we to figuring out the premise? <laughs> it shouldn't be this. <laughs> I mean, it has. I mean, like, I don't know. Like, I mean, I feel like these days podcasts where people just fuck around don't really exist much anymore. I think everything has to have like a premise to it. Yeah, like, we like, should investigate some true crimes. Yeah. It's true. We can do like my favorite murder, but like uh, with 
uh, two uh, white guys, I guess. And also, I don't like true crime. Does that hurt? Does, does it hurt that I think true crime is kind of exploitative and I don't like it as a genre? But we could do it as a podcast anyways. I'll just be voicing my uh, objections the entire time. Do you think? Oh, what a fun podcast. Hey, did you read this about this piece of evidence? Actually, I think it's uh, pretty irresponsible for you to even be propagating these ideas yeah, into the culture. I mean, much. you have no basis as a criminal investigator. Yeah, pretty much. That's be what it was. And then I'd be like, can we just like, uh, can we do more bits about cheese? maybe instead of like talking about these really depressing murders that happened about like people who aren't public figures that we only know about them because we're using their deaths for like um fodder for like entertainment can we maybe instead just like uh, i don't know um talk about like adam sandler movies and how bad hey, they are hey, can i finish please <laughs> that's uh what um uh I don't know. I was going to make some joke about somebody masturbating and then somebody comes in and like <laughs> interrupts them. Okay. I guess if you're Ross Perot masturbating. Danny Carvey is Ross Perot. He's getting his Ross Perot makeup, but he's really nervous before going on um, set at SNL. So he's like, I know how I'll be not nervous. I'll crank one out really quick. And then uh, the stage Lord, assistant. Lord comes in. He's like, come back with my show. And he's like, Lord, can I finish? Can I finish? Can I finish before I go out there? Uh, can I finish? I don't want to be going out on stage with a big raging boner, Lord. It'll be very uncomfortable for the American people. They don't see me in that way. I'm I proud to play Ross Perot. He famously never has a boner on stage. So, Lord, if I could say to you in so many words, can I finish? Can I finish? And Gross. <laughs> I think that's in that oral history of Saturday Night Live that came out all those years yeah. ago. It's in Live from New York. Yep. It's also in the I Want My MTV book for some reason. <laughs> it's in all the oral histories. I think it was um, um, uh, downtown Julie Brown telling a story about talking to Lauren Michaels about the time he walked in on Dana Carvey jerking off while dressed as Ross Perot. Uh, yep, what you were saying? Uh, wait, so I don't remember what I was saying. I don't know. I was going to say we should do a podcast where we give... Um, Secret uh, Hollywood insight, <laughs> but it's also like a really insular and uh, jokey, and uh, yeah. Isn't that what we just tried to do? Yeah, but not as successfully as Hollywood Handbook, I guess. <laughs> they made it work, but they they do it like every episode's its own thing. Also, they're on Earwolf, and we're not. They used to have a yeah. podcast. Their first podcast was just talking about reality shows. It was called the Reality Show Show, and they did it for a little while. And then, like, they just, like, that, like, ended, like, wasn't a success. And then, like, they do Hollywood Handbook. And the next thing you know, old Jed's a millionaire. Uh, and then, you know, um, swimming pools and movie stars. Um, Mr. Drysdale. Um, and, uh, you know, um, uh, they had, I think they had a blood is this the Is this the blood of the Beverly Hillbillies? Partially. <laughs> Mr. Drysdale was their banker who was very exasperated because... Uh, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure they did a lot of business for them. They were like millionaires, like because they found oil, and uh, I mean, they came. And then I think in the last episode, uh, Jed um, is like an alcoholic, and like his son Jethro comes back and he um, beats Jethro to death with a bowling pin, and then he's like, I'm "All right, now <laughs> there will be Beverly Hillbillies. There will be mud. Yeah, there, yeah. This is a mud wrestling version of the movie. Ooh, interesting. There will be." Uh, Blue cheese. <laughs> That's not a good sandwich cheese, though. Yeah, I guess I like a mud wrestling version where, like, um, uh, like um, Paul Dano. He said he's like some sort of like um, um, I don't know, some like 
uh, like 22 year old woman who's like got student loan debts is trying to make a little quick cash as like uh, Mr. Uh, God, what's his name in that movie? Mr. Plainview. Uh, we've struck mud at uh, our college sorority. Uh, and so, so I, don't, I don't know how to tie these two things together. Uh, I have no idea. You have lost me. You have lost me. <laughs> That's impressive because uh, we've been podcasting together for a while and somehow I managed to keep uh, things quasi-track, but I guess now there's no... Pro- like the two podcasts we've done together both had premises to them. Super premises. So premises. Yeah. And this is just a freewheel. This is yeah. the freewheel of Bob Dylan. <laughs> yeah, that's, it's true. Because uh, uh, we're eventually going to get really Christian briefly, and then we're going to be in a Victoria's <laughs> Secret ad. <laughs> hanging, yeah, it's out a with, bomb. hanging out with uh, Giselle Bunchen and Adriana Lima, the two Victoria's Secret models whose names I know. Uh, because, um, well, the one married Tom Brady and the other one was briefly famous. And I remember, like, girls having, like, on their, like, live journals, like, taking on online quizzes, like, which Victoria's Secret angel are you? Yeah, um, which Victoria's Secret agent are you? <laughs> oh, that's... If we were going to do keep doing the podcast where we were writing a movie, we could make the next blockbuster a Victoria's Secret agent. And it'd be about... I guess it'd be basically Charlie's Angels. Yeah, Victoria's Secret agent, man. Yeah. And so it, it combined Charlie's Angels with Joanna Man. Yeah. It's about a man because he can't get a job as a male secret agent because they're all... Um, all those jobs have dried up. Uh, it, it's kind of like that TV show Work It where those guys can't get work because there's like a man session or oh. whatever they call it. So they oh, yeah. become like lady like pharmaceutical reps or whatever. The premise mm-hmm. being that they all hire women to sort of like flirt and be attractive so that men want to buy like pharmaceuticals from them or whatever. And they're apparently as men, like muscly men in like bad drag are going to draw this is basically the plot of bosom buddies but uh it's it's not instead of said like a female boarding house right it's just like for because women are just notoriously hired so much more than men yeah it's just like i mean when you look at the numbers it's just like women have a very easy time getting jobs yeah especially high-paying jobs oh yeah yeah. it's all the time and so these men they need to pretend to be ladies and Mm. and I, i remember i believe the advertising uh information for like information, I, yeah. Like, um, <laughs> Are you living in, the, in like the uh, the world of repo band where a commercial comes out and goes now presenting information? Yeah, I, I eat like you know uh, canned peaches from a, a little container that says peaches and uh, quotes canned. Well, I think mm-hmm. actually say peaches clinged or I don't know. There's so many things that say clean yellow clinked peaches. It's like it's like meat like canned or whatever. But yeah, it's like that. And it's like uh, and then like a tell uh, televangelist comes on. And uh, my parents tell me to put it on a plate. I'll enjoy it more. And I say, couldn't enjoy it anymore, Mom. Mm-mm-mm. And then I go hang out with Harry Dean Stanton. And then uh, I go try and repo a car from an old like black lady. But she's got a bunch of sons who are like musicians. They're all big and muscular. And they beat me up. Uh, that's my favorite movie, Repo Man. Ever? Yeah. I love wow. it. I have a tattoo of the car from Repo Man on my chest. Cool. Yeah. It is cool. I'm cool. I have a tattoo of the repo bed car, the 69 Chevy Malibu, that serves did, as the MacGuffin that drives the plot of that movie. Did you see Repo Girl? No, I haven't, but I'm not against it. I just haven't had the opportunity, because it's not like a red... I guess it's, I'm sure it's online somewhere or whatever. I know he made it for super cheap, but I should probably see it, but Alex, I'm not like I'm like an Alex Cox fan, by and large. Like, I didn't think like Sid and Nancy set the world on fire or anything like that, but I mean, it is a... I, 
is, I, is it called Repo Girl or did it end up being called Repo Chick? I don't remember. One or the other. Uh, whatever, whatever it is, it's definitely not Repo Woman. Yeah, no, definitely not that. <laughs> it's something a little bit more infantilizing, so that's nice. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, 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 it's got to be, you know, um, like, uh, it's got to have that zinc to it or whatever, I guess. It I does. Yeah, there's fewer syllables, I guess. Repo Lady. I don't know. Yeah. Like, it's just it's just a little demeaning. Perhaps. But I, I don't know. I I, I, uh, I mean, all the female characters in Repo Man are so well drawn. But, uh, yeah. I, I just had some movie, to be fair, where, I mean, like, no characters are well drawn. They're all sort of, like, um, um, like uh, arch sort of, like, joke performances. And they're all sort of, like, two-dimensional, but, like, in an intentional way. That's part of the sort of, like, um, uh, ironic detachment of the film that I admire so much. And why part of why I enjoy it so thoroughly, and also there's a lady who's got a metal hand, but it was the uh, <laughs> which is pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, but it's made the movie's made fairly cheaply, so it doesn't look great. But I don't care, baby. It's a great movie with a great soundtrack. The circle jerks appear as a lounge sing versions of themselves. Uh, I believe Hector Elizondo has a role uh, in it as well. What a movie! Rest in peace, Harry Dean Stanton, uh, HDS as he was never known, because uh, it doesn't roll off the tongue like uh, RDJ, which is what I call Robert Downey Jr. So basically, we don't have a premise yet for this podcast, and we are reaching our normal half an hour um, end point. So we've abandoned our premise. So we've done. We've taken. We've taken the first step. We admitted we have a. We had a problem. That problem. Now we have a. We have a premise problem. <laughs> yeah. Well, we, we, we admit we have a problem. We have not admitted there's a higher power, a higher podcasting power. Its name, Jesse Thorne of Maximum Fun. I was going to say it's Gabber Media, who's... Oh, yeah. I don't know if they're going to put this out, to be honest. Oh, yeah. I guess we shouldn't admit that other podcast uh, conglomerates <laughs> They'll put it out. Uh, I, I hope. I told them we were going to change the premise of our podcast. Uh, and and they, they responded, sure, whatever. If they tolerated what we were doing before, they'll probably tolerate this. But, yeah, we're figuring this out. We're, gonna We're figuring this out. <laughs> yeah. What <laughs> accent was that? It was uh, me talking We're, weird fig- for a We're figuring it out. <laughs> it's like a, maybe I've just I've subsumed some Australian or something because Steve Irwin died on my birthday. So his soul passed into me uh, in some sort of way, like in like uh, that movie they were talking about recently on an episode of How Did This Get Made? Because we're going to keep doing the thing where we talk about more successful podcasts on this podcast to drive people away from listening to it. <laughs> Anywho, yeah, maybe this podcast will end up having a premise. And maybe, like, we'll have, like, we'll have segments or something. We'll have, like, segments we can do, like, you know, so we can, like, we'll have, like, rotating segments or what have you. But this episode was just a bunch of nonsense. But the old podcast was nonsense, but it was also, like, Hard to just jump into randomly. At least now, somebody can listen to this and they won't be lost. They'll be no, annoyed they'll and frustrated. It. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they'll, they'll think it really it. sucks and it's really a bad podcast. They won't want to listen to it anymore. But so now we have nothing lost. to blame but our personality. Yeah, and our, yeah, now it's all about the content solely that's driving people away. Uh, well, thank you, Gabber Media. Go check out their other podcasts, which all have premises. Uh, and uh, we're on um, uh, Twitter. Uh, this podcast had a Twitter. It was uh, Chris and Matt write a blockbuster. So C and M W or no write a B. Uh, I guess you still follow that. I can always change it around or what have you. But for now, if you really want to get at us 
on the old internet. I'm on Twitter at ChrisXMorgan. I'm at M. Shimkowitz. Maybe you have an idea for a premise we can use or something for a podcast. And then at least we'll know we'll have one listener hooked in because we'll be using their premise. I'm like, oh, I can't abandon them now. They need me. They they desperately took my premise. But, yep, this was uh, the first episode of what is, uh, was known as Chris and Matt write a blockbuster. is currently known as Chris and Matt uh, abandoned their premise. Uh, eventually, we'll get everything figured out here, folks. So don't you worry your pretty little heads about that. Uh, we will be here for you when the rain starts to pour, as the Rebrants once sang. So, uh, see you next time when we maybe we'll have better sense of what we're doing. Bye. Bye.